You were right. Spencer needs a strong woman. Yes, he does. And the cancer is making you weak. I thought it was just a fever talking the other night. I, I'm feeling better. Do you know that they don't do autopsies on cancer patients? They don't. They just assume the cancer killed you. Drop it. Duncan and both come correct. It is time, uh, as a matter of fact, for Smug Duncan. Yep. And it, but a magnanimous I, in victory. Uh, I will say, I'm gonna just, I, I'm not gonna be like Bo. You know how Bo pushed all the lives later. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna bask comfortably in the the knowledge that I am the best. So I feel like in both our our cases, we both did well. Yeah, that this is a situation where you know we were both totally right. Yes, and. Uh, yours was a little more overarching. Mine was more specific. Yeah, but you called it early as well. Yeah, no, I think we that's the thing. Did. We both called both things early. So yeah, well, yeah we're gonna we're gonna take that as wins to us, um, and a, a scathing indictment of the writing of uh, the TV show Slasher, <laughs> which apparently has become so predictable now that we can not even just like, well, you know, watching these movies, this is how these things would would play out. We literally called it. Babe Ruth style well before anything come down the pipe so. yeah but but not just this season Duncan like we have done this on multiple seasons of Slasher every where, season we've yeah. got the killer right every single season and I would like to see before the halfway mark in the first season and then consecutively every season after that within the first two episodes yeah. so I feel very good about the fact that uh either we are are just that media savvy mm. or very, very bad in that we somehow have channeled Aaron Martin. Oh, I never even considered that maybe we are on that level. Maybe that's how our brain operates. Yeah. Maybe this is a perfect TV show for us, Bo. Well, I mean, yeah. calling Slasher the perfect TV show for anyone <laughs> or anything is tough. Scottish fans, it's Scottish fans. Yeah, I'd, like yeah. I, I was um, as soon as I confirmed um, after watching the episode last night. As soon as I confirmed who the killer was um, at the end of the episode, and realised I was right, I was like, okay, let's um, let's just check like the you know the the overall scoring for season five, and it scores high, still scores high, so. Sorry, season four. Season yeah, four. I was it's about to school. say, season five is my favorite season because it doesn't exist. <laughs> it's not happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so it, 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 you know, it has its fans. It has its fans. And I, I will say this episode might be the dumbest one out of the lot. Oh, is it? It really I mean, is. It's, it's, it's just because it relies on a huge amount of character interactions and none of these characters have anything below the surface at all. So as a result, all the conversations are kind of... Don't like, don't pick on her. Yeah. Like, you, know, you should be picking on her. And then she's like, oh, thanks very much. You're not my friend. Well, I'm like, what the fuck? It's, it's like the... It's all twisty-turny trying to... Once again, this is the, the, the kind of... The flailing attempt to once again set up potential red headings before the re reveal of the killer and it does it in every single season and this one felt like the dumbest one yeah but all right so in prediction territory though Ooh. i think we're going to end up exactly where we thought which is like oh okay well clearly it's going to be vincent 
Theo and Liv. We said that at the start, and I, I still think Liv's the only one getting off the island. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, that's I still right. there's something going on with like even Grace, like Grace's interactions with Theo, where she was like specifically, "You never accepted me." Like there's there's something about Theo. There's yeah. something about Theo. I think we're going to get in the next. Episode. We need to I talk about Theo. We need to talk about Theo. There's something about him that's still not quite right you like vincent's a known quantity in the tv show and lives a known quantity theo has been very good at kind of jumping very fluid jumping between sides and kind of maintaining an air of morality whilst at the same time his actions not living up to that so i get the feeling we're gonna but this episode's just a big pile of shit, um, if I'm honest. It's it's another episode where kind of nothing happens. Nothing happens. Until There's the a whole episode end. and yeah. nothing. And it's not even like we're going to get to the puzzle yeah. in this episode, which is, once again, a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, it right. We'll, all right, we'll get to it. Let's put a pin in that, and let's get to the actual uh, fun part of the show, which is to talk <laughs> about recent watches. And yeah. I'm going to go first this time, executive oh, decision, because I want to talk about the good first, because mm-hmm. I finally saw the Northman. Uh. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and holy F and S what a, what a terrific, uh, like it was just such a great theater experience. Yes. And what, I, I don't understand like what I'm reading for people like, you know, they, over, they overspent on it and all the rest. I'm like, not where I was sitting. <laughs> and look, what? whatever they spent on it, it, I think I told you that, um, and I, I suppose very slight spoilers for the Northman. Uh, and I'll, I'll put this in the time code, but very slight spoilers for the Northman or I don't know, Shakespeare or the list of other things that have, you know, as like, uh, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, so the uh, what I dug about the Northman was that it, in addition to it being yes, kind of this retelling of Hamlet, but we kind of knew yep. that from the trailers and all that stuff. Yep, uh, which is fine. I mean, look, so is the Lion King, and I love the Lion King too. Oh, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So, and the Northman is really the Lion King of our generation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, I, I told you this separately, but any movie that features a sword that can only be unsheathed at night or yep. at the gates of hell, yep. I'm like, go on. <laughs> um, it, I love... Uh, uh, well, that, yeah, that, that can only be obtained by defeating a, a droger spirit. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's just like the greatest thing ever. I'm like, I'm like yes, yes. It's like oh. it's like a real life Skyrim. I was like, yeah. like, yeah, I was like visibly erect in the cinema when this was happening. Yeah, no, that that was really cool. Uh, the the scars guard, uh, which one is it? It's not I. I keep Alexander, wanting, I Alexander, think, it's Alexander. Right? Yeah, yeah, because I keep wanting to call him Eric from True Blood. Um, yes, I think he's he's forever he forever will be known as Eric from True Blood. Right. So that's fine. You know, you show your dick in a show. That's what you're going to be known for. Yeah. Uh, speaking of showing dicks, holy shit. Uh, yeah. the, CGI though, guys. Like, just calm down. Yeah. There was CGI cock in this in this movie, uh, which I like seemed to be an like of interest to, to a lot of people. And I'm like, is that what you took away from this movie? I 
who cares? It's it yeah. rocks. But I, he, yeah. the way that he carries himself in this movie, that yeah. kind of like, oh, like skulking everywhere I go, I'm about to fuck something up. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. He's like he's he's so well cast in this movie. Like so well cast in this movie. It's um yeah. That's amazing. You know, obviously Anya Taylor Joy is always really good. Big shout out to Bjork for showing up to be a crazy witch guy. Yep. And and rocking it. It was fantastic. All those small performances were great. Like yeah. all those performances. Even uh, Ethan Ethan, Ethan Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. Willem Dafoe just, just, is amazing in this. Willem Dafoe's like, like, like Willem Dafoe just needs to be in every single yeah. movie ever. Like, yeah. just like from now on, every Eggers movie for sure. But um, yeah, it was just like I, I got lost in that movie watching it. it you know what I mean? Yeah, just it was just that it was that's what I call a that's a movie experience. Yeah, and I know that the studio did get involved and did. Uh, demand, force, cajole some cuts in the movie that mm-hmm. Eggers didn't necessarily want, uh, but was like, all right, well, you know, in order to to get this movie where they want it to be, those cuts were made. I would love to see a director's cut of the film. I hope that is something that we eventually you get. You probably will, knowing, knowing the way things run just now, you probably will, so. Uh, but nonetheless, no matter what, editing was done in this movie um it's still an incredibly like fulfilling exciting visually uh amazing kind of yeah. film experience like and dude there that whole sequence there's a sequence involving um is sort of this you know village of uh of this you know northern feudal lord when all mm-hmm. of the people kind of go batshit for a night, that is yeah, it's like basically like the yeah the the um are you talking about the raid? Not not the first raid. No 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 no. It's the one oh, where right. Anya Taylor Joy does the the shenanigans with the food oh, and everybody yeah, just yeah, trips yeah, balls yeah, yeah, for a night. Yeah, that it's whole nuts. sequence is so. I mean, just the way that it's committed to film, it's just mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. He's, that's what I say. Eggers is to me is just he works in his own little realm, visually speaking. He's he's about he's about as close as we have to like the kind of next wave of visual auteurs. Yeah, there. The, I I know I've made this comparison before, but there is something very Kubrickian about Robert Eggers oh, yeah. in mm-hmm. that he has a, a, an attention to detail. And for shot composition, that like you, when you're watching his movies, you feel like, oh, this is what he intended. This what none of this yeah. was an accident. Yeah, he he. Every moment of this movie is carefully plotted, and even if I don't respond to this scene, it's not because it, it's out of place. It's just that you know, hey, I don't have a personal connection to this moment, but Robert Eggers clearly does and wants this yeah. to be here. Uh, he, yeah, he's one of. You know, like The Witch is one of my all-time favorite movies, mm-hmm. and and from that point, it was like, oh, this guy could be special. And then once you see The Lighthouse, you're like, oh, this guy is special. Yeah. And then you see something like The Northman, you're like, oh, th- he can do anything. Yeah, you yeah. know, like he could do just an old school, not old school, but it, it, it like it's an action movie, 
it's got extended sequences where you're kind of, you know, the valleys in between the peaks of action where you're mm-hmm. doing character development and storytelling and that kind of thing. And all of that stuff is really great. And I love the the fact that it's all just kind of weird and mystical and yeah, it, it's like we, I think we for I think because there's been so much attention recently on kind of Viking lore and all, and all the rest off the back of the TV shows and stuff, I think part of that is now in the common parlance again. I think we I think we understand certain aspects about like you know maybe their the religion how they operate and all the rest but what what i loved about this is this one actually gets more into the guts of it because a lot of it's sensationalized from the tv shows and not correct uh, at all and you know eggers has done his homework so if it's portrayed that way in the screen that's the way they did things so it's kind of i don't know i just i i found that i found that like a, just an incredible experience and very much like yourself, I don't think we could bet against them doing anything now. Um, I know once again, there's all this talk about Nosferatu. I don't actually, I, I, I'm now at this stage now where I, I kind of don't want to see him do that because it's been in the background so long for him to potentially do it. I kind of want to see him go off and do something else. I, I, weirdly, I think if he wanted to, um, and it's not even a genre I particularly enjoy, but see if he did a Western, I bet you'd be the best Western that was ever made. Oh, Dude, I'm telling that's you. That's a nice call. I I am, oh, yeah. You think about it, because he seems to have a real affinity for, for like, I think he said recently in an interview, he only really wants to do historical stuff. He doesn't want to do modern movies. Like, he doesn't want to set his movies in the now. He wants to set them in the past, because he really enjoys doing the research and all the rest. The Wild West? Yeah. Give him it. <laughs> Give him it. Give me that movie. I'm a happy guy. Um, but yeah, he's like he's just consistently great. And yeah, right. This movie might never make its money back, but who cares? Like this is what yeah. studios. Like listen, you don't hire the lighthouse guy to do a Viking revenge movie and expect it to make Marvel money. So I mean. Like it's just a classic example of the internet trying to make a an issue as something that's not an issue. Like focus features who are in collaboration with um, A twenty four. I don't think for any second they ever thought they were going to make a mound of cash off the back of this. Otherwise, they wouldn't. There was an easy way to do this movie, yeah. um, and it didn't involve Robert Eggers. So you know, like, so the fact I I think he's a guy. He's like a, a Denny Villeneuve who is, you know, who is, I mean, Dune, I think, is the, the only movie, the last three of his that have been made, that actually made their money back. Like Blade Runner didn't, Arrival didn't, and neither did Sicario, but all three of those movies are critically lauded as fucking awesome. Um, and I think that's kind of where Robert Eggers exists. And I'm, you know what? I'm kind of cool with that. We need people like that that can do spectacle cinema and and bring it in a way where his movies, like his movies, are adult movies. Yeah, 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 for for sure. I was gonna say it's almost not even spectacle cinema. It it, it is almost. It. I mean, it's a. It's still an art house film. Yes. Oh, even, yeah. Even yeah. though it's got a healthy dose of you know, Conan the Barbarian. Oh, God, Austin. the boy does it ever. You see what I mean about those sections where everything's quiet and then there's a face that's like, bum, 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 yeah. bum, bum, bum. and I'm like, oh, fuck, what we're doing? Oh, oh somebody <laughs> is about to get cleaved in twain. 
yeah, as I, I, I'm so happy about it. So happy. So yeah, it's um, I can't. I've got it pre-ordered. I can't wait to own it. Can't wait to watch it at my house a million times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's great. Uh. All right. Well, The Northman continues to be a movie that both of us think is one of the raddest things to yeah. happen in movies in a while. Um. <laughs> It's so, oh my God, it's so good. I just, mm-hmm. like, I, I wish that's a movie that I could just throw on on a Sunday afternoon and just live in all over again. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's that same kind of vibe of, I just want to live in this movie for a little while. Yeah. And and there may be, I, I could find flaws here and there in my personal experience of the film, but who gives a shit? Like, I just yeah. want, I, I want to be in those long boats and I want to, like, go through this village and see knuckleheads just setting fire up to mm-hmm. things while i'm making wolf sounds you know That's, yeah oh, the, um, the whole scene with the berserkers like that that to me is like it's fucking nuts it, yeah <laughs> i love that it yeah it's it, it's definitely one of those scenes that are, that are like oh this is just one of the most like metal sequences ever oh, yeah. put to film because there is just nothing about it that isn't like it's a big one shot of a village being completely fucked yeah and it's oh it's so good anyway uh what is your good for uh this time out going in a completely different direction uh the, the unbearable weight of massive talent oh yeah the new nick cage movie is fucking hilarious like he's really 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 good in it he's like really 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 good in it um i, I shouldn't sound surprised but we, we've talked about before, the difference between a good Nick Cage movie and a bad Nick Cage movie is the director. It's not Nick Cage. If you're a good director and you know how to steer him and motivate him, you have a great actor in your hands. When well, like when Cage, like I, it was that recent interview where he said that, you know, he's now debt-free. So basically all that director directed video and DVD stuff that he did in the last decade... Um, Got him out of it, and that's why he worked as hard as he did and did all those movies. But I believe him when he says he's not ashamed of any of those movies and he gave everything to every performance that he did. I be- I wholeheartedly believe yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. I 100% believe that. And that's kind of what you get in this movie, and that's kind of why I think it's amazing. Um, so the, the story is Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage. Um uh-huh famous actor and uh, has been known for making a lot of movies to the point that he's maybe no longer necessarily taken seriously and the part of a lifetime comes up and he's he's eager to get it. Meanwhile, his, uh, his agent, who's played by, um, is it Sean Patrick Harris? No, not Sean Patrick Harris. Was it Neil Patrick Harris? Oh, yeah, yeah. Neil Pat- yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, Tells him, listen, there's this guy, very wealthy guy who is a massive Nick Cage fan and he wants you to show up for his birthday party for $1 million. And Cage is like, no, 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 this movie, this is the movie for me. This is the movie that I want. Um, and so, uh, like, and I'm not really spoiling anything, but in the first five minutes, he didn't get the job. Um, so he has to kind of fall back to make ends meet by appearing at this guy's uh, villa in Spain. Uh, but it just so happens that this guy is maybe a warlord who's also written a script for a movie that he wants Nick Cage to be in because he's the biggest Nick Cage fan ever. And uh, the CIA tried to intercept Cage and uh, put him in as an agent to get information on who they think 
this guy is a warlord. And that's kind of the setup. And that's Pedro and Pascal is the warlord yes, character. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. He, he is absolutely fucking amazing in it. Like, they're like, I, he's not someone I would necessarily like. I know Nick Cage can do funny stuff because I've laughed a lot in Nick Cage. Um, Pedro Pascal is not someone I would like instantly think would have strong comedic chops. He's fucking hilarious in this movie. Like, like just like across the board, absolutely hilarious in this movie. Um, and then on top of that, to to add it all up, uh, Nick Cage has an his inner voice is portrayed by a kind of retcon holographic version of his character from Raising Arizona. That's wonderful. Who keeps telling, you're Nick fucking Cage! Like this, like this, trying to like get them all psyched up. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's, it didn't go any direction that I didn't expect it to. It didn't do anything that was brand new reinvent the wheel. But as a hour and a half comedy movie, it was fucking hilarious. Um, absolutely. I can see why it's doing so well critically because it is hugely entertaining, very, very funny. And once again, proves Nick Cage can go off and do like absolute shit direct to like DVD, Willie's Wonderland or whatever that movie was, which was not very good, where he didn't speak a word in that movie. Yeah. Uh, the whole performance was like, like speechless, no, 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 no dialogue. Um, which is a very Christopher Lee thing to do, you know. Yes, I will play Dracula in your fourth uh, Hammer movie, but I will not read one fucking line. Right? I am silent Dracula through this, or I'm not doing it. And they're like, oh, cool, right? Not a problem. Um, which actually happened for the people out there. Christopher Lee did an entire Dracula movie for Hammer, where I think he has like two lines in the whole thing because he said he point black did not want to do it, and I think contractually. He had to do it, so he basically said he didn't want to do any lines, so they still filmed it anyway. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one Is that it was. Is it Taste of Blood? It uh, might be Taste of Blood. I, I'll, I'll verify, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so um, like, and the, like, the, like Willie's Wonderland what must have cost what, like, like chump change oh, to make that movie. Yeah, 25 bucks, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, and whatever. now I see him in this big Hollywood movie, huge Hollywood movie with a lot of money that's been flung at it. And he's fucking great. And, that, and that's kind of why I love him. I, there's not many actors that can still do that. I was thinking about the, like the ones that kind of fall into that kind of trap of just being the, on the direct to Blu-ray, you know, streaming cycle actors that we have these days. And up until Liam Nimsey's retirement, Bruce Willis, Liam Neeson, like all these guys. When was the last time you went out and was thoroughly entertained on the big screen by them? Right, yeah. Nicolas I, Cage can still do it and do it well. Well, that's because Nicolas Cage is, and, you know, uh, people may disagree with, with, with this, but they're wrong. Nicolas Cage <laughs> is one of the best actors of this or any generation. I think he so. Makes I think crazy so. Choices, yep. And I would, he is one of the most, if not best, one of the most interesting actors we've ever had on on film. Even yeah. like you said, even even the crap straight to video stuff that he was doing to pay off yeah. all his debts, he makes interesting choices in some of those movies. Didn't he once refer to himself as? And I may have got this wrong, but didn't he once refer to himself as a Hollywood Klaus Kinski? I I, I haven't heard that. I'm one. sure yeah. I'm sure I've heard that, and that's true. As like like maybe like slightly less crazy than Klaus Kinski, but um, I don't know if he's ever had the director pull a gun on him uh, just to get him <laughs> to film the fucking scene. Uh, but yeah, like he's 
he's he's he's, he's just gen. And the thing about him as well, I think, is there's he's not a well, and they do that in the movie in in the first five minutes. His like he's obviously having lunch with the director, and he's like, "This is the part I was meant to play, and it's incredible." And I get it, and you know, he's really knowledgeable about that. He manages to quit all the things up, and it's going great. He's got the part, and he's walking the director out to the car, and he's like that. He's like, "Yeah." If you're worried about the Boston accent, uh, you know, I've been working on it. It's fine. The guy's like, no, 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 don't, it's fine. It's fine. Don't have to worry about it. He's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can read some lines for you if you want. He's like, you're Nicholas Cage. You don't have to read any lines for the movie. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to read some lines for you. And he breaks into an entire monologue. And um, it's so over the top. It's so fucking, Rawr! you're like fucking going absolutely crazy. And the director's like, I'm like, you finish, the director goes, Holy shit! And then gets in his car, and then um, he doesn't get the part. Oh. <laughs> like, so that's like the, the first five minutes. Basically, he had it. If he, if he just like kept it in his pants, he would have had, had it. But yeah, yeah, I think it's a great movie. Everyone should check it out. And uh, it's very and it is very 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 funny. And I think that's the the big thing for me is Cage's comedic timing is on point, and uh, Pedro Pascal's. Um, uh, it's comedic timing, and they're you know, it's the, they're the two main characters, you know, both of them excellently on point. A very, very, very funny film and short. It's about an hour and a half, maybe an hour like and thirty-five. That. Flew in, so yeah. I uh, th- this is a very brief. Uh, speaking of movies that fly in on an hour and a half, so I I ended up going to see uh, the new Doctor Strange film oh yeah that's that's next week for me so uh so which people refer to as uh the sam raimi movie uh i've heard and i'm like it totally is it's a sam yeah. raimi movie um like it's still within the framework of the marvel stuff and you know you've still got i was reading an interview line. where he was saying that it was a very unique experience from working on it because he was making the movie and he didn't know what the ending was yeah He's um, like, because they kept they kept changing little elements or bringing things in for him. But Sam Raimi's your man for, you know, for just, like if you want a safe pair of hands and someone that's good, if you want someone to make a a movie that just explores like everything and goes a bit crazy but still is entertaining his balls, Sam Raimi. Dude, there's and and I I will give nothing away, but like people always refer to that. Spider-Man 2 scene where like the Dr. Octopus wakes up and you know yeah. how Evil Dead 2 that is and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. There is so take that and extend that sequence by about 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. And there is a centerpiece sequence of this movie that is easily the darkest shit that the Marvel movies have ever done. Yeah. Where it was like, "Oh, that's Sam Raimi. Like Sam Raimi just yeah. made a, a horror movie in the middle of this Marvel movie. Yeah. I mean, I, the it's thing really is, good. Th- the thing to note as well, I, I know some, and I, I'm not taking anything away from Sam Raimi. That was always the intention. I mean, Scott Derrickson was back to do the direct, and he walked away from the project, yeah. obviously. But Scott Derrickson is a horror director. That's he's no. That's where he cut his teeth. That's you know. That's yeah. He did the first Doctor Strange movie, but he cut his teeth doing horror, and it was always going to go dark. From what I've gathered about, you know, what the idea and the setup for this one was, Sam Raimi does feel like the logical choice. And what I love about this is like the Raimi, the Raimi conversation, like all of a sudden, because every now and again, this is why I I don't always like, I'm not one of these. I, I feel it's unfair to ask older directors 
questions about Marvel movies and expect answers which aren't like, well, I can't get a, ma- a movie made anymore because this is what people are going to see. So, of course, I'm going to be a bit better about that. I totally see that point. And I actually, in a lot of respects, completely agree. But at the same time, getting a director like Sam Raimi to do something like that is going to boost his career. You know what I mean? He's He's been in the production chair for a long time now. And now there's words that they raise like that. Like Sam Raimi's got a dream Stephen King project. I'm like, give him it. Yeah. Like, just like, give him it. Because now you can put on the fucking poster the director of Doctor Strange 2. Don't even need to touch Evil Dead. Just put that on there and that's going to get bums and seats. So yeah. it was it was really fun, though, to watch a movie that was like, oh, this is clearly the guy who did drag me to hell. Yeah. You know, like this, <laughs> this feels of that of that type. And and obviously the best parts of that movie uh, are are when Sam Raimi is just allowed to play. To, um, yeah. And but the, the those moments are like like Sam Raimi still has it. Like he he's he, a great director. Yeah. He's like he's a he is a fucking great. That he always has been. He's never really lost it. Like I think that's the thing. As bad as Spider Man Three was. You got dragged me to hell after it. Yeah, I think Oz the Great and Powerful is the one that where people are like, Ugh. yeah. Although I, I mean, but, but like I said before, find me the director that's got the length of career that he's got that doesn't have a blip. Yeah, and once you see it, we will discuss the Bruce Campbell cameo. Uh, I will look forward to that because I I found it delightful, and I like the theater that I saw it in. Uh, there, there's a moment where everybody kind of, it was like a real groaner of a moment for people. And I yeah. was like, I, this don't is care. exactly <laughs> what I came for. I don't know what you people are complaining about. Uh, but we'll talk about that at another time. Anyway, I'll, I'll fit my bad in real quick. This won't take but a minute. Um, Go for that. which is, uh, you know, I watch a lot of these found footage movies, Duncan. You do. I keep telling you to stop. I you can't. Won't. Um, so I watched one recent. I, it, it's I don't know if we've ever watched this or if we've ever talked about this, but a movie called Capture Kill Relief. Oh yeah, I like that one. I, I do too. I like that one a lot. So I, I I was riding high on having seen that again, and then was like, all right, let me let me plumb the depths of the internet and see what other uh, found footage movies people are saying are, are are pretty good. And I ended up watching a movie called The Encounter. Which is, right. uh, it falls in the sub genre of found footage, the, the sub sub genre, sub genre being found footage, sub sub genre <laughs> being here's a found footage movie about some people running afoul of some aliens out in the middle uh-huh. of nowhere. And it was, it's a movie that is like, I, I have to give it some points for ambition mm-hmm. because it's trying to do more than just like follow a bunch of people around with a shaky cam, but also, it the talent required to pull off the ambition that it holds is nowhere to be found in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it just becomes like, yeah, I see what you were going for here, but none of this works. This is all really, really bad. And uh, it's the thing that I found most entertaining about the movie was that moment where you're like, oh, you thought you were going to make a really good movie. Oh, no. And then at some point along the, the way, the directors just had to be like, oh, we're not going to be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
And I don't know if it's the performances or the the effects work, which is real shoddy, or just the fact that it's a little too ambitious, you know. Uh, but it's it's a bit of a mess. Um, anyway, so don't see the the found footage movie, The Encounter. Um, all right, Duncan, that is my bad. What what would your be? Uh, what would your be? What would your be bad? What would your bad be? Uh, My bad be bad. Oh. Um, so like, I don't have anything for this week, but I did watch something that I wanted to mention weeks ago, and for some reason I obviously either forgot about it or I skated over it. Um, there's a movie, which generally wouldn't be one that I would watch. It doesn't have anything that would make me want to watch it, but I was uh, I had a child on my arm, like basically asleep, and I couldn't move anywhere in fear of waking up said child. So I wanted something to kill an hour and a half. So I put on the new Gerard Butler movie, Cop Shop. I've, I don't think I've ever even heard of this movie. Right. Well, it's a, one of these kind of, kind of smoking aces kind of style action movies. All right. Remember the movie smoking. It's that sort of thing. So basically guy, right. Uh, on the run, gets locked up by the police and then a series of contract killers descend on the police station to kill this guy, including one Gerard Butler who pretends to be drunk and gets arrested so he can get in the cell beside him and take him out. And then all manner of shenanigans happen, including I'd like a, a like morally rigid female cop who I think has either just started in the force or it's her last day one of the it's all cliches it's fucking yeah. just a ball of cliche uh, she's she's there and she won't bend the rules for anyone and all the rest and I was watching it and there's, there's a lot of gunfighting and there's a lot of kind of weird quirkiness mm-hmm. and there's a lot of we're trying to be fun uh, and what I realised about halfway through it is I hadn't cracked a smile I hadn't enjoyed a minute and I was desperately hoping it would end um, and then it gave me an ending which kind of I was kind of like, hmm, is this so? We're gonna get an after credit here because this ending shit if we don't. And uh, no, they didn't, they didn't, they just didn't like so to spoil the movie, mm-hmm. spoiler tags, the, the, the Hollywood masterpiece that is Cop Shop at the end of the movie, the morally just cop. Um, she's in an ambulance driving one way, right? And the Gerard Butler guy, who she knows is a killer, she knows this guy, contract killer, all the rest, um, who's also kind of set as a hero in this movie. It makes no fucking sense. He drives off. So the cop wakes up. She's been shot and all the rest. She wakes up in the ambulance, commandeers the ambulance to go and hunt them butler and the movie finishes with them both singing the same song on the radio and kind of split screen mm-hmm. with no payoff very hudson hawk got it yeah but it doesn't pay off very- like she doesn't we don't see them like see each other on the road so it's like a game of chicken and things like that they're just driving uh. they're just driving bo they're just driving and singing and i'm like right well you give me you give me something. So even even you give me a message that comes up at the bottom that says, you know, 
cop shop will return, even if they don't make the movie. So is the imp- give me something? Is the implication that she has let him go because he's such a good guy, or that he? Gets no, him? the implication is I think she's going to hunt him down. Oh, but it's not. It's not clearly defined. Like this cop who's not done anything wrong throughout the, the entire movie has been strict to the point of the law, steals an ambulance, and then starts singing it in the radio. Whilst we jump to Gerard Butler, who's also singing to the radio. The same song. Well, that doesn't sound very good at all, Doug. It's shite. That's uh, what it is. It is, oh, it is just a fucking... Like, of all those movies, of all those kind of... Like, Smoking Aces is the one I come back to all the time. You know, one of those movies where this, like, on paper, this seemed like a great idea, but when you're watching, you're like, why is this not as fun as it should be? Um, like, this, this is the level that this movie lands in, but it's, like, it's low par for that. And, yeah, it just, it doesn't... It, like, sets up things that are, like, the, the tone of the movie is all over the fucking place because at one minute it sets up to be kind of fun and quirky, but then things happen that are really fucking serious or conversations come out that are really, really dark. And that switches back to being bubbly again. Um, it's just it's, uh, it's terrible. And I meant to mention it. And you've never heard of it before, no, so don't, it, that don't watch is it. a brand new one on me. I've never... It is awful. It came it, out last year. In fairness, I am not always up to date on the oeuvre of Gerard Butler. I th- he's another actor who, like, it sometimes baffles me that continues to... He's, the, he's like the younger Liam Neeson. And, like, he's in that, like, straight-to-DVD, straight-to-shitty-action role phase, like, way too, what I would claim is way too early in his career. Yeah, I... It's weird. I I guess, like, somebody like a Liam Neeson, I guess that's just how they get their money at this point, and they're just not making I think think you could very easily... So this is where I get... This is why I think it's important that shows like True Detective exist, where they can just, like... They can pull an actor who's been out in the wilderness making like the same movie a hundred times and pull them in and give them something different. Kind of what you want, to, like Tarantino did it for ages. He'd be like, "All right, I'll, I'll resurrect John Travolta. Mm-hmm. You're welcome." Um, now, I mean, I can't be held responsible for all the shit he's going to do afterwards, but I'll resurrect him from this movie. There's a there's a part of that where, like, I I look at like someone like Jared Butler and I'm like, I like, I never found the appeal. Like he's Scot- right, he's Scottish, and it's almost sacrilege to say that. Um, but I never really thought he was a great actor. Yeah, he's I'm kind of with you. Like he's great in ensemble. Like if you watch a movie like Snatch, for example, he's great in Snatch, but he's not the main guy in Snatch. There is yeah. no main guy in Snatch. No, not Snatch. Eh? What's the one? He's in Rock and Roller. Sorry, he's not the main guy in Rock and Roller. So. But it's an ensemble cast, so it kind of works. You spend a bit of time with them, you don't spend the entire fucking movie with them, because that's where it falls apart. So yeah, Cop Shop, not good. Duncan gives it a thumbs down. All right. Uh, well, speaking it, of thumbs down, speaking of thumbs down, let us let us talk about the penultimate <sighs> episode of Slash. Oh, I can't wait for that we to may be done. ever cover, which is exciting. No, we'll have to do season five. I mean. Let's, we'll have to do season five. We could be dead by then, Duncan, if all goes well. Uh, <laughs> Lord willing. <laughs> right. Uh, Lord willing, the creek don't rise, as they say. Anyway, so this is episode seven. Seven. 
of, yeah. of season four. It's called Goldfinger. Wow, 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 wow. And um, uh, so when last we left our heroes, Duncan, the orphan <laughs> was tripping balls out in the woods and had high as a fucking cake. Yeah, high as a cake. Yeah, she was. She was for some reason. She was seeing nothing but kaleidoscope vision. Yeah, like she had gone into full, uh, like uh, uh, midsummer territory. Yeah, she is Reese Shearsmith from uh, a field in England, minus yeah. the rope, which <laughs> comes out by the way. Uh, right. <laughs> so, of uh, anyway, so the orphan is still running through the woods, tripping balls. Has yep. has found the killer and is walking hand in hand with the gentleman. Yes. And who she thinks is her dad that she knows is dead. Yeah, well, drugs are a crazy thing, Doug. They'll make <laughs> you think all kinds drugs of Drugs are bad, okay? Okay. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um <laughs> so but she's uh, doing the the full psilocybin at this point, so she's yeah. just out of her gourd. Yes. And the killer has her kneel down, and then he he uh binds her with some rope. I love the fact you're still seeing he. Yeah, well, all right. Well, let's just let's be stick, real. She. Stick with the illusion, Bo. Stick with the illusion. Let's not she. break character. These guys don't. <laughs> she strings this orphan between a couple of trees. Like a human hammock. Yeah, yeah. like a, very much like a human <laughs> hammock. And the orphan says, I love you, daddy. Yeah. And then the, the, the gentlewoman start sawing this kid in half with, with, with a medical knife. saw <coughs> yeah Which once again if you were wondering who this was this is like to me this was when as soon as this happened i was like that i called it yeah i fucking well also it. there was no one i mean yeah at this point first, there's no yeah. there's no one left like by process of elimination we've seen all the characters together and there's no killer uh there's only one character that we have not seen physically die yeah. Uh, which was my issue before. I bet you Aaron Martin it all thought they were being real clever with that scene, but in hindsight, turns out really fucking dumb. Um, yeah, he, he saw her in half. The orphan is alive until she, like, even after her spinal column is sawed through, she's still saying, no, daddy, please, no, daddy, like, like gets cut right through, and then she falls apart. And in one of my favourite details ever, a finger is then picked up from the bills. Yes. Uh, also wonderful about this is as, uh, the, the gentlewoman is sawing this kid in half, the orphan says, what do you do, daddy? Yeah. Oh, it's so dumb. I really love yeah. it. Uh, I wish she died and wrapped at the same time. And wrapped? I just, yeah. Well, remember we got a rap song before. I yeah, just yeah, wanted yeah. her to rap about being sawn in half. Um, pulling the finger out is really good. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like David Blaine, ain't feeling no pain. Like, she could have done something. It's like, oh man. She could have done something. Bro. I mean, you're not wrong, but I'm like David Blaine feeling no pain. I mean, is that better than her previous rap? Yes. <laughs> it's, and it I took would me, say on It took par. me three seconds to come up with it. I didn't have a writer's room writing it. Yeah. All right. No, you're you're right you're right this that's right i will sit here smugly this is my episode boy i called it yeah we i like the fact that uh 
uh, Slasher gave us both our days in the sun. Very um, quickly, by the way. Like, there could not be any... The thing is, as well, I think we both said in the previous episode when she was walking off with the gentleman and like that. So very good chance she dies straight away. And guess what? She died straight away because Slasher is consistent with one thing more. If there's one thing it does is as soon as it gives you a reveal, it kills that reveal. Yeah. And so credits, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Optimus Prime turns into the truck and is ready to roll out. And then we cut over to... You got out. the touch. You got the power. Dude, I listened to that song <laughs> last night. Yeah, I'd run to that song. Do like, see, really? see if you're on the treadmill and things start to... See, see when you're doing a bit of training, any sort of training, and you start to feel the lag come on, a couple of songs, Thunderstruck will always get you running faster. Yeah, like, Thunderstruck like, is good. I, I that. But you got the touch, you got the power, you put that on, I swear to God, you will take down an army of fucking Decepticons. <laughs> I, I tend to run to podcasts, uh, which is probably not the way to go because it's oh, no, not no. as motivating when somebody's just like... And is meanwhile, yeah. in the Balkan states... Yeah, if I'm doing long, long distance, it's podcasts. If I'm doing short distance for time, always rock. High intensity rock. I, I need to put that playlist together for myself. <laughs> that is just the touch and thunderstruck on repeat. Um, <laughs> just lift it all Yeah, <laughs> just those two songs. Oh, yeah. oh, I wonder what I just this love this idea of you like, going up the street and someone hearing you going, yeah, man, thunderstruck. You're way up there and then you're away for like half an hour and you're coming back and you're like, and the guys that did he's like all that how long is that version of thunderstruck he's been listening to it's yeah it's the remix it's the skrillex <laughs> one and <laughs> and the part that they miss is just that rudder shit that happens like four <laughs> miles away yeah or you're like oh i gotta go with the woods uh... <laughs> he, uh, he ran 32 but... miles and shit himself twice um, <laughs> danger is real by the way the danger it's, is real it's always a threat yeah 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 no, no there yeah i haven't just outright shit myself but there have definitely been a couple of times of like oh i have shaken something loose and i need yeah but it's like, all you're doing is shaking your your entire intestinal tract your colon is getting like your colon is on a fucking a thigh master like that is literally it's like it will it will move things along by the way new duncan and bone merge your, yes. Your colon is on a thigh master. Check that shirt coming soon. <laughs> um. Oh, but our, our, little, our, our little baby girl, Afra, slash 60-year-old <laughs> gypsy killer, right, is now no longer with us. Yeah, She's and, been spawned in half. And Yeah, and her finger has been plucked from, from her gullet. Yeah, uh, so our finger was plucked. So this is Thingy's finger. Who's a, who's fin or Florence's or Grace's. Well, there's a lot of fingers being eaten <laughs> this is at this stage. But obviously the killer, this is like a detail that was quite interesting. The killer must have planted, at this point, planted the ring. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Because the killer wants to be found out, question mark? Uh... <sighs> I, I don't know. Well, I, this is the thing that threw me for, for for a loop here. It was like, why, if you've been going through this level of trying to keep your anonymity as long as possible, why start now putting clues in there? Unless that clue is supposed to direct you to maybe it's the 
maybe it was the old sea captain, <laughs> which once again totally makes sense yeah. if you don't then reveal that as Doctor Death three minutes later. Right, right, right. Don't I don't I honestly don't. I, I, it was such a stupid detail. Uh, no, in fact, if anything, the only way. It spurs on a conversation is that Grace was having an affair, which we're about to get to. So, right. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, all right. This, There's so many things in this episode, man, are just fucking dumb. Yeah. Oh, incredibly stupid. So, Liv, meanwhile, has found Theo putting uh, his mother's body in the pantry as they once more in the. Every, Every episode now has a scene where everybody just tries to figure out who the killer is and they're always wrong. Yeah. yeah. And and now but now in the mix is Afra who they're like, "Well, maybe it's the orphan who yeah. who murdered all these people." And they're like, "No, no, no. She couldn't have done all of them. She's just a crazy yeah. little orphan." And yeah. I thought they work it that she was specifically with someone when they saw the killer. So there's absolutely no way she could be the killer as well. So they're now doing the old process of elimination, which, I mean, when you have very few people left, that's easier to do. But what I love about this is Liv is like that. Are we missing the obvious thing here? The obvious thing that we're trying to convey to the audience desperately right now, that Vincent's the killer. He shows up creepily in time for the first kill. He wasn't there for at least one of the kills that we know. What do you know about this guy anyway? He advanced onto me at one point, which was a little bit weird. I felt sexually threatened. It's clearly Vincenzo. Um, and and um, feels like that. Oh, listen, I, I have no allegiance here. And I'm like, well, you kind of do. I have no allegiance here. He's, uh, you know... Like I've not known him for the longest time. I just like I don't know. I don't think it's him. If I had to bet on someone, I bet it's crazy old one-eyed Grace. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like Grace. Like, obviously, is the least likely. But like we've seen this killer run about the place. Let alone the fact she fucking hung up. Uh, what's his tits? Oh, uh, George uh, Michael fan. Yeah. Robin. Yeah, Robin. Robin got hung up and then gutted along the middle. Yeah. She clearly didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, especially after being wounded. And oh, just so fucking dumb. But well, and there's this whole like, well, maybe you two are in it together. Like everybody's yeah. a suspect kind of shit. Yeah. And and even Theo is like, well, maybe it's you. And like it's yeah. just a but obviously it's not. Yes. And and so Theo is like, well, maybe we should just trust each other no matter what. And starts putting the moves on his cousin, Duncan. Yeah. It basically, I think he says the line, I don't care who your father is. And I'm like that. Mm, I think you probably should, unless you want a child with web feet. Right. Um, right. Like, this is how this is how you get a Rudy Giuliani. And, but she's into it. And the yeah, only she's, re- like, she's DTF, yeah. And the only reason that they stop is because she's like, hey, hey, not in the room with all the corpses. Yes. It's like that scene. It's like that scene from Your Next where uh, the movie was like that. I want you to fuck me beside the corpse of your dead mother. Yeah. 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 Barbara Crampton's all like fucking uh, at the side. And I'm like, yeah, that's maybe a good call. Oh, what a good movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so Theo and Liv then decide, all right, well, let's question Grace about this. Yeah, who has come back into the house 
this is fucking honest. It's like the worst like police interrogation ever. They tell them come up and they're like that. Where have you been? And she's like, I've been out for a cigarette. And like, cigarette, you say? Can't remember you ever smoking before, Grace. Yeah, they're like got a little uh, popular. <laughs> so <laughs> indubitably. Um, like it's just it's and she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, listen, my son's been like like drawn and quartered in front of me. My husband created a murder pact on the island, so I decided to do something I haven't done in 30 years and have a cigarette. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I think she and she like that's well, we haven't even mentioned the fact she's fucking physically wounded. She just shot a woman in the head and she's missing the fucking eye. And leave the woman alone. And also flips the script out of his like, where was I? I was having a smoke. Yeah. Where the fuck were you two? Yeah. And it's always great when you answer a question by a question. Love it. I don't know what you mean, Duncan. And yeah. then <laughs> they're like, well, we were putting Dawn away. Yeah. Like we were in the cold room putting Dawn away. And she's like, well, I bet that room got all of a sudden a little hot. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she knows fucking, what's that's up. what she thought. She, she thinks that they've been listening to DBCC and know that they should be fucking, even yeah. though we would say not if it's your cousin. Right. Um, there's caveats to that that blanket statement we've put out there. Just we don't caveats. want to put an asterisk on everything, you know, yep. here at DBCC Industries. But yes, if it is a blood relation, you should not be fucking. <laughs> yeah, you should try and not. <laughs> yeah. and so, Think about it, is what we're saying. Use better judgment. <laughs> take three seconds to think about the consequences of your actions. But that, yeah, that will never like, fit if, on the mug. Yeah, if you're the guy... Go into another room, jerk out, get some post post nut clarity there, and think: Do I still want to fuck my cousin? And if the answer is yes immediately, then go for it. Post nut clarity, yeah, the, the old PNC. You know, you like you're a guy. You know what I mean. Oh, a lot 100%. of rash, rash, rash decisions are made when you've not emptied the chamber. And, so, and for the women listening, if you're not aware yeah. of what this is, and if, first of all, you should ask your significant other, and they'll confirm this. But what happens 100%. if you're a guy? Your decision making decreases. Oh yeah, uh, at a steady rate. Yes. As more and more of your brain is filled with, like, boy, it's been a while since I came. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got to every now and again you got to you got a nut. Yeah. And then that reduces the level of busyness like, in your brain to zero. Yeah. Just in time for it all. Like the countdown begins pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like but, but for 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 those for those good few minutes. Yeah, you've got like a solid you have surprising. Minutes. Yeah, you had surprising clarity on everything. Like everything makes sense. It's almost the key to the universe. You're almost kind of like the, the meaning of life is, and then you start to fill back up again, and that's where it loses it. But for that minute, yeah, what like your decision making is on point. Forever. Like everything just makes sense. It's like a beautiful mind. Everything just comes together. Guaranteed. Um, Albert Einstein came up with the theory of relativity right yes. after an exceptional nut. Yes. Yeah. I believe. I believe. If you ever get a chance, the last podcast do an amazing episode on the Philadelphia Experiment, where Marcus <laughs> Parks refers to Albert Einstein as a brutal pussy hound. Um, <laughs> I need to go back and listen to that one. That's really funny. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite episodes. I listen to it like once a month because it's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, like they, they refer to him as that. Uh, yeah, like if if that is the case, and Theo then is still like, you know, kind of 
want to fuck with, then yes, yes, you should happen. But yeah. until that point, nothing shall happen. But Grace is kind of being like, you know, like a wee bit judgy. And then, like, they kind of, they kind of weirdly, well, no, the fact actually what they say is like, that's so where's Vincent? She's like, Vincent came in, got his gun, mm-hmm. and said that he was going to hunt Afra. And the two of them are kind of looking at each other, and she's like, yeah, seemed a bit sketchy to me as well. And then they cut to, like, Vincent just out and about, hunting Afra in the dark uh, with a gun. he got a gun! He's got a gun and a flashlight. And um, he comes across the severed body of, of Afra and then finds this ring, which is the one ring to rule the Marlboro. Um and he, he he puts he puts it on his finger for some reason. Oh, let me just pick up this ring that was in all this blood and guts. It's and someone's bile, yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna slide this on my finger. Why is it and so then steamy? He come, yeah, but even if it's like a I like this ring, I'm gonna keep it. You're not gonna put it on. You can put it in yeah. your pocket or something till you get off the fucking island and then start wearing it. Right, but he, uh, yeah, because he has... He comes in, though. He comes, like, this is the thing. He comes in, and then he does the old, let me dab my forehead with my new ring finger. Uh, right in front of Grace. Like, he comes back in. He's like, uh, they're like, did you find Afra? He's like, yeah, I found her, you know, bits of her, like, all over the forest. And then they're like, all right. And then he lifts his hand up and then goes, whew, like this. And Grace is like, like, right on the ring. And she's like, wait a second, isn't that Quinn's ring? or Quint, or whatever his name was, isn't that, like, Boatman's ring? And this detail makes fucking zero sense. He was like that. How do you know that's his ring? And she's like that. Well, he did work on the island for us for many years. And fucking Liv goes like that. Oh, is that the case? So you know detail about the, details about the help that I was like, do you even know my birthday? And she's like, I don't even know Theo's birthday. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does, what does that prove anything? And that's when Theo goes like that. You were fucking him, weren't you? Have you been listening to DBCC? Because yeah, like, I believe you may have been fucking. Yeah, is your colon being on a thigh master? Um, like, like, he's like, you've been third. And she's like, and I love this. She doesn't hate it. She's like, yeah, for years now. I can't believe you'd betray my grandfather. You know, the same guy that's been trying to systematically kill us off. Of all the crimes on this island, the one where she's having an affair with the boatmaster is the least egregious. And also she points out, like, not only did David <laughs> yeah, Cronenberg know, sometimes yeah. he watched. Yeah, he encouraged it, yeah. and sometimes he watched. And and she's like, what do you think of that, Theo? And Theo's like, yeah, just remember, a couple of minutes ago, you wanted to fuck your cousin, so let's maybe rein in the preachiness. <laughs> no kidding. How about you get off that soapbox now? Because I'll get on the incest one over here and we're back on the yeah, same like, level. Like, ain't no one clean here. Like, everyone, everyone's guilty. And, like, they, they're kind of all, like, doing the, the... But we get a flashback, though. We get our first... Proving, yes, this is yeah. 100% going to be the episode Grace Dies. Why yes. do we know that? Because the flashback is about Grace. Right, and once again, it shows us something. I want to say, I might be wrong, but this, I want to say her flashbacks played out to something you maybe off the cuff mentioned way back at the start of this, that maybe Grace was... Well, as soon as we found that she was the the nurse looking after the wife, I'm sure I'm going to have to go back and listen. I'm sure you said something like, yeah, it'll probably be revealed that she 
knocked her off or something. I, I can't remember. I, this this plays it exactly like you would, but in the most, we've said it before, let's say it again. We're not at the scene yet, but the one thing you should never ask cold calculating auteur David Cronenberg to do is emote. And you're going to realise in this episode why that should never fucking happen. His, yeah. his tear scene is painful to watch. Um, it's, it's but yeah, down the road a little bit, but it is the one scene where you're like, "Oh, this is not your wheelhouse," even a little. Yeah, bit. what? Like, like let's 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 end this. Like, let's just cut this scene from the flashbacks. Um, but anyway, we've got essentially Spencer's soon-to-be dead wife who died of cancer. She's in the bed. We see Grace as her attending physician, which we already kind of knew she was just like live at live at home nurse, um, and she's on the way out. Like she's she's got the bad cancer, as in she's on the chemotherapy, she's on all the things she's doing. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't think I'm gonna make it. <laughs> and then like she's no, you're you're gonna make it, you need to get through this. And she's like, listen, listen, Spencer, you can't be left his own devices. I don't know if you know this about him, but he's he's, he's a, fucking he's, crazy. He's a he's, sociopath. He's fucking crazy. But I love I love, like the thing about this is like she's she's he needs a strong woman to like temper that and keep him on the the you know the straight and narrow or he's gonna go feral and he's gonna kill the whole family right he's like, gonna go feral like a, <laughs> you know he's I mean? like a little Wolverine that you just gotta yeah. keep on a leash you just kind of need to keep him like honestly because if you don't everyone's fucking dead and if everyone's fucking dead there is no legacy for the family. And I think, Grace, you've got the moxie to do this. I, I've been looking at you. I've been watching the way you've been keeping me, like, physically okay. And the way you've been... And you, like, you are the right sort of woman to, to take the mantle of keeping Spencer, like, true and not homicidal. And then I'm like that, right? I hear that sentence and then I flash forward to where we are now and Spencer's dead, having paid his, his physician to murder fucking everyone in horrific ways because they can't climb a rope yeah. or, like, jump over an electrified floor. Like, you know, like, like, if this is what he was like at his craziness at the end, what was he like then? At his prime? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, but, it was, like, and it, but it kind of begs the question of, was he going to his wife and being like, you know, honey, I've been thinking of setting up a series of twisted <laughs> games. To determine my heir. She was like, no, 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 names. don't do that. That's against the law and immoral. He's like, yeah. oh, you know, you're, you're right. You're do right. Do you think that's why he bought the island? Of course it is. So then finally, can, finally, can... I have the law of Spencer. Spencer's law. Yeah. Spencer's law says I can kill my family. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's the same reason that cults buy their own islands and stuff. I suppose uh, I, I, it's the island of Dr. Moreau all over yeah. again. You know, I, I can make my, like, make my human animal hybrids only on this island away from international prying eyes uh, if um, only Vincent turns out to be like a human wolverine hybrid <laughs> that's why he was kept away for so long they had to get the genetics right like when Grace is sitting here and Grace is like Grace is at first kind of talking this down she doesn't want anything to do with this right mm-hmm. but we'll find that she very quickly changes her mind but um, how old is Grace here it's a good question. I assume that this is a situation like she was in her 
30s? She must be if she has a son fathered by Cronenberg who was as old as Jaden. Right. Well, yeah, that she, so she's in, in the present day of the show she would be in her like early to mid 50s. Yes. So, you know, you know what they say. So, you know, you know how they've managed to retcon her age here, they put her hair in a ponytail. Right. Literally how they've de-aged her. Um, so like you know, like she's hip, she's got a ponytail, she's young, Grace she's with it. Chuka, 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 chuka. <laughs> um, like, uh, like it's so fucking just what we're doing here. But anyway, that's our flashback. Our flashback is basically the dying matriarch of the of the family, the Galloway family on our, our kind of deathbed, not doing well, is basically saying, listen, I'm going to die. Spencer's a fucking maniac. He's going to murder everyone if he doesn't have someone keeping him occupied. So you, Grace, need to take up the mantle. You know, I'm going to give you this curse. You're yeah. now cursed with, like, making sure that the family doesn't eat itself. And she being kind of reluctant to do that. Yeah, he's a blowjob away from inventing his own nuclear weapons. Yes. Yeah, this is what we mentioned earlier on. She needs to make sure the pipes are cleaned at all time and he has post-nut clarity. Otherwise, everyone fucking dies. Yeah, he's got the worst case of cum brain ever. Yeah, like, there's two things that Grace has to do, right? Like, Grace has to either clean the pipes or make sure he never finishes a meal at the table without being outraged, and she went with the latter. Yeah. Like, she did not clean those pipes. She just made sure that whenever he was about to eat, some family outrage had to happen and Cronenberg had to storm away and that would keep him occupied. She's done her job, Bo. So... Still at her service. <laughs> yeah, here's your gold watch. Uh, happy retirement. Uh, so we, we go back to the present where Liv is also kind of slowly getting on Grace's side about all this because Theo's being a judgy little little prick. But this is the flip-flop thing that just doesn't work. And this is what I meant about this episode is just so poorly written in that everyone has to be at odds with each other so we can try and meet the audience. And I'm assuming it's for the audience because it can't yeah. be for the characters um, to keep the audience guessing as to who the killer is. So what you get here is essentially... Like, like, are going like that? You know, just like lay off, Grace, right, for a second, Theo. Liv, who had just been kissing her cousin near yes. near all the corpses, is now grilling him about yeah. like his poor treatment. But also turns on Grace and is like, like as soon as no Grace better. thanks her, yeah, yeah. Like, Grace is like that. Thanks very much, Liv. And she's like, whoa, 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 nah, uh, I saw how you treated my mum. Yeah, and it she's was- like, well, actually, me and your mum were kind of bffs at the end like towards the end like we were totally together and and step and she's like that listen you're you're the was it the bottom rung on the killing ladder i think is the line she uses and i was like that it's a shit line you're the bottom rung on the killing ladder and you're just reaching it for allies that ain't gonna be your ally grace right yeah like you were you only did this to make sure that you had some leg up on the competition or whatever yeah, you and, would assume she would go with the strongest people then. Right, but all right, so then this bell sounds. 
This is amazing. Like this is like this is amazing. This laptop has not been on charging in a drawer for three days and is still working. This yeah. is like whatever fucking future tech is on the the Galloway Island. We need to invest in it. It turns out that David Cronenberg's fortune came from lithium ion batteries that last for three never, weeks. Like no battery. Like we've all owned laptops. No laptop lasts three days unconnected. Like it doesn't happen. Yeah, but it's a real like bing bing bing, and they're like, "What is yeah. that?" And so they find this laptop. With a quick time I just want the same telly over and over again. Cronenberg would never have known they would have smashed this telly. Why not the same TV in the same yeah. room every single time? Why isn't it different locations in I, the house? I wonder if Dr. Death was like, okay, we need to get one take for television. Yeah. Then we need to have files prepared for laptops, kaleidoscopes. Uh, so one if one power outage happens in any of these things, one takes the place. Yeah, it's backups. Yeah, system a system of backups. So they find this laptop. Those, like penny it. arcades, you know, <laughs> where you just crank it and it's Cronenberg, like it's <laughs> sitting at a desk and speaking, and you do yeah. the inserts of the title cards of like yeah, it's, hey, a, it's, a, it's an, 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 it's an animated flip book. You flip through it. And, Someone's drawn meticulously drawn Cronenberg where it like it's like so like Cronenberg's still there, right? And yeah. he's still on he's like put maybe his 17th whiskey by now and he's like, this is here, fuckers. Uh, just as <laughs> like penultimate game time, bitches. Woo! Let's see you, big balloony. What you guys are just... gonna be trapped in a basement with some puzzles or something. And yep. then whoever wins wins and the loser. Well, you know what happens to the loser by now. Yeah, the, the, the loser smells. Um, but like he literally says like this, this is a gate, like you've been doing, all the tasks have been a brawn thus far. It's time to do them with a bit of brains because you need both to run the Galloway family fortune. I would argue you don't because David Cronenberg's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I would say that you don't actually physically need to have smarts at all. You just need to be homicidal. Um, so he's like that. Yeah, yeah. you all go down there. It's the same rules as before. First person to solve the puzzle wins. The last person, well, you kind of know what happens to them by now. Later, bitches. And bye. And then the screen cuts off. <laughs> right. Then Theo wisely is like, hey, the boat comes in nine hours. Yep. Fuck all of this. Let's just be cool. Yeah, but what boat comes in nine hours? The supply this is the boat? That, this is the bit that I don't get. What's the boatmaster on the island for then? Leisure trips? They thought he had went away on a yeah. fishing trip. They've only, to the best of my knowledge, only just worked out he's dead. Yeah. So, Was there yeah, a revelation I, earlier on? The ring that they found among the viscera indicates that he might be the killer, which is brushed off as a detail for fucking no reason at all. Yeah, I think the... I mean, I, look, I don't put me in a position to defend... Well, they ha she has to be rescued by a boat, otherwise she's on the island forever herself. But, um, but I think you know the idea I mean? is just like, it's, like a, it's a different boat that comes with like all the groceries. Must be, must be. But anyway, like we're nine hours away from it. Let's not play this game. Right. Let's all be together on this one and let's wait for it. Survive. Because by the process of elimination here, I'm fairly sure none of us are the killer. Yeah. But Grace, on the other hand, is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is kind of my jam. 
Like, I'm yeah, she's good like, at nah, I'm smarter than all of you. Yeah. Like, like, that's, if there's one thing that, like, I couldn't climb ropes. I couldn't jump over electric boxes. I sucked at paintball, but guess what? I'm smarter than all of you. So, like, this is like, you, you're going to eliminate me now. This one I can do. And it, she's like, that. Let's, let's do And then the, like, like, this is fucking hilarious, by the way. This, right. She's like, like fuck that. I'm going to go to the basement and, and do this game. And they just grab her. Yeah. They're like, let's get her. Yeah. Get her. That was your plan. And th- they throw her in a room, lock her in, and are just like, yeah. this is for your own good. Yeah. So likes a good head bangs off something as well, because her head fucks off the side of a wrought iron bed. Um, and she kind of tumbles down and she's like, uh, and they lock her in the room. And they're like that. We're just going to go downstairs and wait it out. And Grace, like, looks around and she sees like the false paneling of a scutting board. Well, it's because she's like she, Keith Richards the room. She just loses her shit and starts busting yeah. the place up. And an yeah. IV bag falls, and she sees some fluid going under this. She sees panel. it going under there, yeah. just like the Goonies, Bo. Um, yeah. Just exactly like the Goonies. Um, she's like, the fireplace? Um, and so she uh, chunk drops. So remember. Um, yeah, I remember. Oh, Butterfingers. Uh, like, so she goes across, and whilst trying to open this door, she loses a fingernail because slasher. Um, and uh, she loses his fingernail, but she finds an open door which she crawls through to another one of those clue secret compartments, which mm-hmm. I really wish they'd used more of in this season. Um, but we get a reason for why they didn't later on. I think Leo Theo says something along the lines of, I remember uh, Grandad boarded them all up when we were kids because he didn't want us snipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Uh, or whatever. Um, but yeah, so she works her way through there. And while she's working her way through there, she manages to escape and get herself to the basement, bow where... All the jumping blocks from earlier on have been cleaned away and the floor is no longer de-electrified. However, there is now a series of pods Yeah, with that you red, go yeah. into. With red lights over it, like somebody's developing film in them or whatever. Yeah, we like a red light in this episode. And yeah. she goes in and... I want to play a game, Grace. Um, 100%. It is, yes. It just becomes a trap. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Before we get to that, there is the horrifying scene of David Cronenberg crying in a flashback. <laughs> it is totally him, just like head in hands, going, uh, uh, uh. It, it sounds like Butthead laughing. <laughs> Call me off. Um, he's like totally just like, yes. <laughs> One day that is our we'll just get the whole spin-off show and that's how we're gonna react to a movie. That's gonna be our commentary, just yeah. done in the Beavis and Butthead uh, speak. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, so she walks she walks into the room and she's like, Oh shit, it's crying, right? I need to walk out the room and she takes one step and she's like, Or do I? <laughs> or is this my chance? This is my ch- this is my chance to shame. So she sits down and like instantly we get a hint of that. I'm David Cronenberg. Sorry, I'm Spencer Galloway. I'm a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like that. She comes to speak. He's like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to, hired woman? And she's like, listen, your wife, your wife. What, what's his wife's name again? Um, I've 
Sarah Connor, right? Yeah, Sarah Connor. Uh, <laughs> like it could be anything. Like who gives a fuck? She's about to die anyway. Um, he's like your, your wife, you, Cassandra, and he's like, oh, ooh, Cassandra, you're you call her by her first name, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Um, he's like, she told me strong woman needs to be in charge of this household where you stay, like making sure you stay in the straight and narrow and don't kill all your relatives. And she puts his hand on his lap and Cronenberg's like, oh, no one's touched my lap in a while. Uh, not since, not since she got sick. And in the, no, she, yeah, in the no, meantime, I've been building an elaborate series of traps. Yeah, yeah. And like, like, I don't know if you know this, but she's been undergoing radiation therapy and I've got the fear that my dick's going to turn green if she touches it. Um, so I, I don't let her touch me anymore. And she's like, that's not how chemotherapy works. David Cronenberg is like, I don't know if you know this about me, Grace, but I'm absolutely fucking insane. So in my mind, it does. Um, I, I figured so- there was a 50% chance of my penis getting infected with radiation or getting superpowers it just wasn't <laughs> worth the risk and Cock boy duh, 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 duh. like so he's like superpowers radioactive di- but anyway like instead of like biff and pal it's like <laughs> fucking come splooge splooge um, squirt yeah, yeah spaff <laughs> um so anyway <laughs> the the like <laughs> Like they, he kind of looks at her and they look into each other's eyes and then he starts telling them for a kiss and she's like, shh, your wife's two doors up. And then she gets up and she's walking around and she starts to smile as if to say, I go. Right. Oh, yeah. Like that was totally just the wiggling of the worm, so to speak. Yeah, this was a lot easier than I thought to become the head of a multi-million dollar household. But again, it's because he's all calm dizzy and doesn't know yes, what he's he doing. he has not cleaned the chamber. This, this is what that like... The, the episode should not have been called Goldfinger. This episode should have been called Clean the Chamber. Yeah. Right? Uh, so anyway, um, like finger. <laughs> the man uh, with the sticky touch. Yeah, a, 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 a ammonia touch. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where touch. <laughs> so anyway, like she walks out the room, and I'm like, right. So. Once again, Bo. Yes. The next scene with a flashback kind of makes sense to set up how Grace ends up where she did. Yeah. Do any of the previous scenes need to be there? No, 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 no. Uh, maybe I. I will argue. Do they know? Like, and even the final scene, the like, because they always oh, do that one last one flashback is... scene, which is never needed because you're like that. Oh, he, oh, so he did marry Grace after all. Yeah, right. So <laughs> stupid. I will I will give you the scene where the wife tells her, like, oh yeah, he's completely nuts and he needs yeah. a woman. I'll give you yeah. that one and then the one where Grace does her filthy kills business. her. Yeah, like yeah, the one where Grace murders her. Yes, yeah. but the scene in between the other two flashbacks, but there's only four flashbacks in the scene, which might be a record, right? Yeah. For the least amount. But finally them showing are, some restraint on slasher yeah two of them are totally not needed like totally not needed so anyway we, we jump back and uh and grace is going to play a game um yeah and, and it's just like for in- intellectual games pretty thin on the intellectual part well yeah one of them sliding is sliding puzzles yeah so the, the first the first one is a sliding puzzle where she has to get 
the picture of the house uh-huh. into the top slot. Uh huh. Which not difficult. Which, when she succeeds at that, the walls start to close in on her like a trash <laughs> like a saw compactor. puzzle. Yeah, and- like a trash compactor. <laughs> We're okay down here. You, um- <laughs> how are you? Uh, and then the the next one isn't a sliding puzzle. It's just she's got to put the right pegs and stuff. So Which she- once again, like I, I don't know if the if it was numerical order, if it was coordinates or whatever. The show didn't give a fuck to explain it, so why should we? Right. And so she ends up getting that right as well, yep. and she's like, "Haha, I got it." And then the last puzzle is a bunch Predict of pictures. Predict who the killer is. Yeah, it's it, it's a bunch of pictures of the the family in these kind of triangle formats, and it's like, "Yeah, all right, Grace, now I want you to choose the killer." And she's Choose like, oh, okay. So then we get a flashback that we were just talking about where it's yep. Grace talking to David Cronenberg's wife and as if to seal her fate, it's a, it, the whole scene is her like, I feel better. Yeah, I'm but I also love, better. I also love, I always love, I also love that, like not one detail and what she's wearing, the set design has changed. So this was clearly shot back to fucking back. I mean, like, like, yeah. <laughs> And, and she's just like, yeah, I, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely blessed to have had you, Grace, uh, because yeah. now I'm, I'm getting healthier, I'm getting stronger every day. Well, you're, you're two steps away from like Grace walking in to watch her curling irons, like fucking. I don't know what they've got me on, but at the moment, I like, I feel ripped to the tits. This is great. Right, a journey song starts playing. She's like pulling logs up a um, snowy mountain. <laughs> You know, yeah. It's just a rocky training montage of of the wife getting back and and Grace is like, all right. And she's like, yeah, but you were always there for me. By the way, when I said that you should sleep with my husband to become head of the household, I'm just going to say it was the painkillers, you know, it was a crazy talk. Yeah, it just, it made me kind of weak and I'm sorry about that. And Grace is like, you know, here, let me, let me let you in on a little tidbit I picked up at medical (laughs) school recently. If someone dies of cancer, they don't do an autopsy because they just assume it was the cancer that killed him. And and I also think that's not true. <laughs> probably not, especially in this scenario, but Grace is Especially like, if you've been charting as being getting better from the chemo, you know, right. like, I don't think like, if you die the following day, I don't think, well, you know, maybe we got it wrong. And so David Cronenberg's wife is like, huh, that is interesting. I don't know why that would have anything to do with our current yep. situation. And Grace is like, yeah, me neither. Hang on a second. I'm going to inject this shit into your IV bag. Yeah, let, let, let me just fill this injection in front of you while I'm telling you about the autopsy. Yeah. And I'm just going to knock this air bubble out. And so they don't actually do an autopsy. Uh, do you see where I'm going with this? You don't. Yeah, uh, hey, what are you doing with that needle? And, and it's a real like squirt. Ack. Yeah. I yeah. mean, She's immediately dead. Oh yeah, straight away, straight away death. Yeah, um, and like, oh no, sorry. There's four flat. There's five flashbacks in this. Is there? Because we've had two so far. There's five. There's there's the Three, one where four. there's five because there's one just. It's either just. It's just before the funeral, I think. Yeah. All right. So, which is like lasts about three seconds, and no one gives a fuck. Um. So yeah. So. Now we know how Grace got into Spencer's good graces. Oh, I see what you did there. And, Thank you very much, and, and when we come out the flashback, it's just her back in the puzzle room 
like yeah. hard at work, but we, we oh, she's away. she's doing what we've been she's doing what we've been doing as the audience. She's going, well, I can't be him because they were there when that person died. I can't be them all the way. And she's starting to panic and she's starting to run out of time. And Vincent's the only one that's not in. Like there's a a, a discard column where she's putting all these parts in a discard column all the way up, and then she's like, wait one second, Vincent was here for. It's not a member of the family that's a killer. Yeah. And then she puts that in. And just as the room's about to crush her, it stops. The panel reveals a key with a little fucking Alice in Wonderland tagline thing about, you know, key's useless if it doesn't open the door. I don't know. I can't remember. Right, yeah. A key is of um, no use unless it finds a door. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, and she lifts it. and But she doesn't seem concerned that Cronenberg has given her a clue that the killer's not one of them. Absolutely. It, because like, she, goes, she goes and confronts them. And the first thing I would have said is, listen, by the way, bitches, I solved the puzzle downstairs. Also, one of the puzzles that I had to solve was to try and guess who the killer was. And it turns out it's none of the four of us. Yeah. So we're all in the clear. And yep. she's like, hey, I got this key. Oh, I love this scene. Though, and- she comes up, They're like, how did you get out? And she's like that. Not only did I get out, but I went downstairs and solved that puzzle that I told you I was going to solve. And I got the key, and none of you guys have done it yet. So, you know what that means? A hers. A losers. I'm winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, I loved it. Also, like Vincent does a little bit where he's like, good work, Grandma. And and she kind of shoots him a look as if to say, no, 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 that's not going to fly now. Like that ship has sailed, motherfucker. Like you right. threw me in a room and my head bashed off a table. So it would like there ain't gonna be like some pennies for Vincent. You're fucked. And Grace is like, all right, so this is clearly gonna end badly for one of you. Also, I also really think this ship that this detail that's coming up in a minute is really stupid, but at the same time, weirdly genius. Um I, well, all right, we'll we'll because you could have just done this all the way through. Yes. So it <laughs> so race ends up being like i'll smell you losers later i'm gonna go find yeah. out where what this key opens up and and sure enough she does she just goes around the house trying various locked doors Probably every lock <laughs> yeah and finally gets to some room like in the basement there are a bunch of florence's old art shit that opens yeah. up and while she's opening that door all our other heroes in quotes are like, should we have done that game in the basement? And this is where Vince is like, hey, I got a theory. I know I'm not the brains of this outfit or nothing. Yeah, yeah, like that. How about how about we don't? And this might sound crazy. Yeah. But at the moment, Grace is the only one that's done it, which means she was the last one to complete it. Ergo, she's going to be murdered. Yeah. And like Theo and Liv are like, what? <laughs> I mean, she. <laughs> it's not wrong. Theo did. It's. Is that did, a technicality? I mean, did Vincent say something smart? And I mean, but it, it also begs the question of like, well, was this Cronenberg's intent all along? Is that I mean, look, if we've he, said before we think that Cronenberg, and this might be the one detail that we've predicted that is totally wrong, but we think Cronenberg has deliberately kept live like outside the family and you know made her work for everything for the sole purpose that she will rightfully be the one to inherit 
the Galloway fortune. So on some level, I would got to guess, because of all the things that have been set up before, they all seem to favour things that she were good at. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was the obstacle kind of hanging on at the rope. She trained in the army. There was the jumping over the boxes obstacle course. That should be good for her. the paintball thing. She should have been good at that. So all the kind of stuff that's been set up thus far has kind of been in her favour. You would like to think problem solving as well should probably be in there, but maybe, like you say, maybe that was the... Maybe he knew someone was going to fuck over on the paintball thing and trap themselves in the... Because that's the only way that would make sense. Otherwise, Liv would have ended up in there, but yeah. maybe Liv would have been too gracious to do that without taking someone else in for safety and all of the selfish people. We're maybe overthinking this. Cronenberg has been proven to be fucking nuts yeah. and a man that can't cry. Um, or, so... I'll tell you what he can do, though, Duncan. All right, so one one quick flash to Grace, who opens up this door, and sure enough, there's a table full of gold bars. Which is the Galloway fortune question mark? Question mark? That seems pretty thin if that's the whole fortune. Anyway, yeah. so then we get another flashback, and here's if if you didn't think David Cronenberg crying was something that you didn't need. Oh, I did. Let me give you something else you didn't need to see, which is like they're at, uh, it's after the funeral. Yes. And David Cronenberg is like all weepy and shit. And, um, race sits down with him and is patting his head. And it's like, no, 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 you're, you're going to be fine. This is all going to work out. And then they start making out. That's not the part that's, off-putting not great though <laughs> it's not great the other part though is the implication is he starts to kiss down her body and then she lays back and so the implication is that david cronenberg is eating her out mm -hmm. which i am all for not david yep. cronenberg specifically just oral sex and cunnilingus in general i'm all for yes but it's important. <laughs> oh is it ever guys another another, <laughs> another uh rule for you if you are not eating your partner out on the regular, you're just fucking up. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> I mean, a real good toe curling cunnilingus yep. session will buy you a lot of points. Yes. Um, that is how you get blowjobs. Just to, <laughs> just say it. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things that I just never needed to see. Is mm. David Cronenberg eating anyone out? Especially no. in this advanced age. Like, it, you yep. go back to the Shivers era of David Cronenberg, he can eat out whoever he wants. But yeah. old man David Cronenberg... Munchen, he's not old, though, boy. Look at his hair color. <laughs> right, he's in the prime of his life. Um, Anyway. Uh, this is so shit. Anyway, we, ju we jump back, and Grace is looking at a pile of gold, and as she's like, oh, the gold in the background... Our killer is in the shadows. The gentlewoman, yes. Yes, yeah, starts walking towards Grace and that while Grace is marveling at the gold, she's like, oh, <laughs> she gets a feeling her spidey sense tingles. Her gracie sense tingles. Uh, she's like, oh. And uh, yeah, she turns around and the killer's there and the killer starts a ragdolling her about the place, just like physically manhandling her. And she bangs her head yet again on some Yeah, this is what I mean. They love a banged head sequence. Our head gets fucked off the gold and she falls over. And then in the most pointless kill of the entire season, like the most, I mean, the reveal at the end is kind of glorious, but like the, the most pointless 
kill of all time. She's lying on the ground like us, and then the killer opens a makeshift smelting station mm-hmm. and lifts out. That's right, Doug. Like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> that, that's what they call it, Doug. Uh, <laughs> and lifts out uh, essentially melted gold, and then pours it into Grace's mouth. Grace can move as well. She's not being held down. Mm-hmm. She's just like, no, don't do it. It's like that scene in Austin Powers uh, where they get, like, they're on the steamroller and the guy's like, ah! <laughs> right. and you actually see the steamroller's like about two minutes away. Um, like, she could move, but no, she just keeps going, ah! So she gets gold poured, melted gold poured all over her face and her mouth, which she can still scream while it's getting poured in her mouth, which is an achievement. That would seal straight up, straight away, but let's not, let's not bring physics into this. Um, so yeah, ah, and upstairs, the people hear, ah, and they're like, oh, no, Grace is getting attacked. Let's go and save her. And, like, they all make a run down there, except Vincent, who isn't with them, um, which, once again, maybe to indicate that he, no, that's stupid. Let's not think about that. He's clearly not the killer because right. we know he's not the killer. So who, what purpose is this for? I, I don't know if the show is like it up till the last possible moment is trying to introduce. I was wondering, yeah, I was wondering if it's if it's for the audience or if it's for the characters. But maybe the show makes a distinction on that, which it shouldn't. It's it's terribly. Stupid. It should be like the like the audience and the characters should come to the revel, uh, revelation at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise. What's, what's the, the fucking yeah? What's yeah. the point? Like it's, not like it's a fundamental, and that's to be honest, that's consistently been Slasher's issue, and it's not because we're too smart for the show. Just in general, all the like the reveal is usually dolled out, or it can be worked out relatively easily, well in advance of the characters. Yeah, which to me is an issue because after that point, you're just watching stupid people do stupid things, mm-hmm. and at that point, any any inkling you have of liking a character is gone because yeah. they're idiots. Uh, I can't I can't support an idiot in a movie or a TV show. Just can't do it. Um anyway, they work the way down. Turns out two of them can't break down the door, Bo, and then all of a sudden Vincent arrives, and then the three of them on three, one, two, three, the kick. Door opens. Um Grace is now Gracie Two Face, and that uh, half her face is all melted off. Better effects than that Batman movie. Just saying. Both Two faces in the Batman movies. Yeah, fair enough. Fair Better enough. effect here. It's, it's a cool effect. I liked it. It's a cool visual. Her face is all melted. Her eyeballs all gnarly. You can see the teeth at the side. And they're all like, oh, no. Well, And then we have, like, essentially three stupid conversations here, right? Three wonderfully... Well, there's the flashback first, which is stupid. Yes. To, to yes. The whole back end of this is just... How Everything about this is now stupid. Yeah, yeah it's outdumbing the other. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, you flash back to David Cronenberg announcing to the family that Grace is going to be the new matriarch of like. You Did know. we need to like? We knew he was his wife, right? Yeah. So what what purpose now that she is dead? Does this serve? I have no idea what the point of that is. And once again, it would kind of make from a red herring point of view. It would make sense if. There was a lot of family there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were all disgruntled. And this happened earlier in the season. But it's two. He's revealing. This is four dead characters on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's re, he's revealing. Like, David Cronenberg is dead. Grace is dead. Robin is dead. Florence is and dead. Florence is it dead. Is, this it is, is four dead characters. It's a ghost telling other ghosts <laughs> about some shit that happened. 
and it doesn't matter at all to the the rest of this story. <laughs> right. So like, this is the dump. This is the first dumb thing. St- dumb thing number two. Right. Is lives like that. Lives like. I mean, well, this is kind of weird that this happened. Like, Vincent, you were, you couldn't have, and Vincent's like, that's right, I couldn't be the killer. I bet you feel real fucking shitty now about calling me the killer. Isn't that right, brother? Isn't that right, Liv? I can't be the killer. That's right. And meanwhile, Theo's like, if the killer, if we kicked down the door and the killer was killing, huh, and then Liv's like, well, yeah, like, obviously killed her and then escaped, and he's like, Right, Liv, I, uh, for, for the entirety of this season, I thought you were the smart one, but there's only one door. If the killer's not here, how did the killer escape? Yeah. And then Vincent's like, well, the secret, the, the secret passageways that I apparently knew about, even though I was kidnapped and have repressed memories of my family, the secret passageways. And he was like, no, granddad, the lockies, because he didn't want to snoop in. And he's like, maybe we should try and find them. So they're all searching around the room. And Liv finds a passageway which they open, which has red strip lighting running all the way along it. And he's like, wait a second, these are old passageways that were locked a while ago, but this is modern lighting. Someone's put this in. And then I think it's Liv that says this, which once again, stupid fucking character, because she's like, yeah, she the, the killer must have put these in. And I'm like, no, like the killer installed a full lighting system without anyone fucking noticing right, on the right. island. This you was fucking idiot lives. Yeah, this uh, is David Cronenberg construction. Let's not... yeah, like he was like, no, 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 Granddad must have done this. Yeah. He's like, which once again, we know he's trying to kill everyone. So why are we even like, why is this conversation happening? And um, they're like, I wonder where this. I mean, think about it. It's got electricity. The house doesn't have the electricity. So there's electricity in here. There was electricity in the bunker, and there was electricity in the boathouse. Wait a second. The bunker. Do you think the killer's been hiding out in the bunker? Yes, I think the killer's been. Well, what we'll do is we'll split up and me and Liv will walk this way. And Vincent, you go to the front door and we'll flush the killer out. And when the killer comes out, you shoot the killer. And then we're all safe. And we'll all go on the boat together and make our way to the Winchester and have a pint and wait for it to all blow over. Um and like Vincent's like cool idea, so he fucks off, and they walk along, and then we have the most awkward tunnel conversation in the history of awkward tunnel conversations, where it's still kind of making out that maybe one of them, one of the two characters we know, is definitely not the killer, could be the killer. Right? It, yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, well, maybe it's Liv because she's talking about this anticipation of bloodletting that she and felt she's got a war. knife out. Right. Yeah, she's got a knife out, and she's like kind of looking over her shoulder and Theo's kind of looking at the back of their head and they're kind of being all awkward and they walk along the length of this corridor. Meanwhile, Vincent's outside the bunker like doing push-ups and getting himself psyched up. Um, and they walk into the bunker and uh, they find Afra's bloodbath uh-huh. uh, where, like, where there's bits of her mum's finger uh, or daddy rampage. You kill daddy. Oh, um, daddy. Uh, <laughs> all the stuff, all the stuff lying there, <laughs> and then there's a series of monitors which I can't remember seeing at any point. Did not exist in the earlier seeds, to the best of my memory. And all right, so speaking <laughs> of dumb shit, so they you're right, they find all these like close circuit television monitors yep. all over the house. Yep, and they see the killer sneaking up on Vincent, who is waiting outside the bunker. 
So yes. they're like, oh, we got to go get him. And they like Vincent ends up wrestling with the killer who sneaks up on him. They yeah. bust out of the bunker. This is amazing. This this scene is absolutely fucking amazing. Because I know what you're about to say. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, what the fuck are we doing here? Honestly. So the killer takes off. Well, they, they like they physically tackled them the kit like live. Yeah. Like like puts the killer on his ass, on ass. Um, and the killer gets up and goes, Oh, and then runs out like right. runs and, away at the woods. And the three of them, none of them chase after. They've got a gun. They've got a gun. None of them chase after the killer. They're like, let's go back to the house. Well, right. They decide, let's go back to the house instead of, hey, why don't we use those closed circuit cameras that we just saw? To hunt the killer. But the, right. Vincent, though, doesn't join them. Vincent goes back down through the secret tunnel. Right. It's so dumb. Like, we, we can just, just sit here See and where the killer goes, yeah. and either a wait him out, or b wait until the killer goes to sleep, and and then go hunt him. Like if we go into the bunker and one of us mans that entrance, yeah, and we can see the other entrance using the CCTV camera, we're fine till nine o'clock. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then oh, all we got to do is get. To, oh. It's so dumb. So. But it, they ignore all of that, and they just all run to the house. And Liv spots some blood, like, oh my god, like, the you know, we, we clearly wounded our killer, and we see yeah. handprints on the columns inside the house. And then the killer just goes for The, the killer pulls a clever girl here, right? It's a clever girl. Yeah, right. It's a trap, because she's put handprints on the wall, but she's actually behind them. So I love this. I love the kind of like, but it's stupid on the killer's part because it's like you know that they know you're there. It's three. It's three on one. Yeah. Like regardless, unless you're Steven Seagal, you're fucked. You know what I mean? So need to let them do like engage in their native stupidity where they're like, let's all split up, and then you yes, you pick them off one. Like remember two episodes ago that we're going to burn the house down. Just leave them to talk. You know, just leave them. Just let them do their stupid shit until they kill each other. By by they will kill themselves. Yeah. Like we don't need to worry about this. They will do it themselves. I am fine. But anyway, she comes out. She almost stabs Theo. Lives. Caesar live like pushes Theo at the way. She gets knocked back. She's about to get stabbed. Vincent comes running in. Vincent basically shoulder tackles the killer. The killer falls back, is knocked out. They stand over the killer and they're like, let's reveal who the killer is. And I was like, yes, let's reveal who the killer is. Yeah. Which they duly do. And it's Dr. Death. Yeah. Surprising no one on this show. No, Doctor Death has been our killer, and and credits like that is it. We get the yeah. reveal, and then we immediately go to credits. Um, so, like, it's a whole. This is a whole lot of story for not a lot happening. Um, you know what I mean? This is another one where the previous episode, like the previous episode, at least was entertaining from start to finish. Like yeah. Afra being and like all that Afra stuff was fucking glorious to see because it was bonkers and nuts. Uh, but the two previous episodes to that we mentioned before were a lot of shit story with a kill, and, and then we're falling right back into that that format here. All right, so let's. Uh, it's it's such a dumb episode. We're, we're, let's we're, do. We've we've called this right. I'm telling you right now. 
Liv is the only one that's getting off this island. I think the final episode, and once we stress this to all our listeners, me and Bo have not seen it yet. Right. I think what we're going to do is we will logically get a ton of flashbacks in this last episode. The main one's going to be how Dr. Death got the job. Has to be. You're going to get some of that. Here's my other prediction for flashbacks in the next episode. Yeah. Is that it's going to be a bunch of flashbacks of Vincent and Theo as boys. Yes. And and establishing what that relationship was like, which we've seen a little glimmer of, of like the fact that they were kind of shitty to one another. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we're going to see that Theo wasn't as good as he's been led to believe. Well, there's this, we still need to work out what happened five years ago. Right. Because Theo's not went to the house in five years. And I think that's a detail that just keeps getting mentioned every now and again, but no one follows up with it. Maybe, maybe Theo was in on the kidnapping to some degree. Ooh, or maybe he knew. Yeah. But the, maybe, maybe he tracked down his brother at some point and, right. and didn't do anything about it. And right. maybe Cronenberg, or maybe Cronenberg set a test up for him. Something like, like here's that. where your yeah, brother yeah. is. If your brother comes back, though, you we'll have to i don't know so yeah so they're going to do something shitty yeah. both of the brothers are going to end up dying on the island theo yes. probably protecting Liv. vincent yeah. maybe protecting theo or both of them like i think it's possibly be some yeah, sacrificial yeah. deaths kind of thing and then Liv makes it off as the whole place burns or whatever i think like here's here's duncan's theory duncan's theory is that dr death dies real fucking fast oh really I think Dr. Death dies real fast. I think Vincent then goes a little mad sometimes. Um, Uh, And I think he's going to, I think he's going to try and kill Liv probably to say to his brother, listen, we can inherit the fortune and be together. And Theo will betray Vincent protecting Liv. They will kill Vincent. And I think Liv will kill Theo. Okay. Yeah, that's my that's my kind of. But good. I don't think Doctor Death is going to be in it long because we've just had that reveal. I I'm I cannot wait for the Cronenberg conversation flashback. If I don't get this, I'm going to be so angry if it is like that. Uh, yes, I want you to murder them all. Um, like I, I want the bit where she's like, like we find that Doctor Death was at one point like like a an actual full on like physician killer. Uh, like a, a mercenary for hire and like Saigon or some shit like that, where she just like, like I had like a, like a fucking, like a necklace of ears or something. Like that's like, I, I want that. I want the reveal that she is an absolute stone cold killer. And that is why Cronenberg hired her. Um, I, I can, I can get with that. So well, it only makes sense. Like, like Cronenberg has all but said the losers will die. Yeah. Um, it, unless we're wrong about that, unless like we've 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 made them out to be a bit more homicidal than they actually is, and she's went into business for herself. Um, but it just kind of feels like that. The the room with the gas that killed like that to me, unless the plan was to always share the the oxygen, mm-hmm. and that's what Cronenberg Cronenberg never intended anyone to die. This was a to bring the family closer together, but it just went horribly awry. I don't um, think that's the case. No, no. Uh, like, he's hired her to kill them. Yeah. So, oh, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, how do you do that? 
Like I, I need, I need a, a, a wanted medical physician to help me transcend uh, euthanasia. Must also have skills to kill. Um, you you know, like the classifieds and soldier of fortune and you the know. dark web. If there's a scene where David Cronenberg's using the dark web, oh, that would be good. Yeah, but so that yeah, I think I think our killer is going to die very quickly, and I think it's going to be left with a three people. I think Vincent's going to try and sway Theo to his side. Theo's going to side with Liv. Theo's going to defend Liv. Vincent's going to die. I think somewhere in there we're going to get the revelation of something that Theo's done, and that's going to be. That'll be it. Well, and I think that's what's going to cause Liv to. I think Liv's. I think physically Liv is going to have to do it. Otherwise, she's not a Galloway. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think she kills Theo for sure. Um, but what, what did he do, Bo? I need to know what he did. Well, listeners, you will know in two short weeks what Theo and and Doctor Death and they all a did. year and a half of our lives. Yeah dedicated to this fucking show and we are one episode away from finishing it and Bo, I have never been so happy <laughs> I'm very excited to to be done with this um, in the meantime though Duncan, where can people find more out of you before we reach our thrilling climax and have a moment of clarity Yes, the, the, the post-nut clarity of finishing <laughs> slasher, is that what you mean? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> we're cleaning the slasher chamber. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's loads of places you can check me out. Check out my main show podcast under the stairs at the moment, currently just delivering shitloads of content. It's I'm, I've kind of just like devolved into I'm just, whatever I want to do now, I'm just kind of doing uh, up until summer series properly kicks off in a few months' time. Everything's kind of loosey-goosey and I'm kind of enjoying it. Um, there's the Teapots Collective the sister feed, uh, which has where to begin with, Opera Omnia doing the nasty and Chronicle all kind of running over there with their archives. Um, Bo will obviously tell you about an upcoming appearance that I did with him, which we're very excited for you guys to hear. It was a great conversation. Um, but yeah, teaputscast.com is where you can find all those links or on any podcatcher, either Teaputs Collective or Podcast Under the Stairs. Excellent. And yeah, uh, for more out of me, you can uh, head over to uh, Legion podcast where you can find all of the dark parade, uh, which is the, the main show that I do. Uh, you can find that legionpodcast.com forward slash the dash dark dash parade. Uh, you can find uh, not only the main series, which in May will be about water logged horrors. Mm. Uh, and Duggan and I, the, the conversation uh, he is referencing is a look at the movie Moby Dick from 1956. Which was, it was a super fun conversation. That was a lot of... Loved uh, it, yeah. It was a real good time. Um, So uh, you can check that out there along with Heart of Horror, which is myself and Kate Pollock talking about filthy, filthy sex and romance stuff, um, which is all... Every episode of that has at least one story that one of us regrets. And either telling or having lived. (laughs) And then we've got uh, Found Footage Fool, uh, which is me looking at found footage movies, and also What You Watching with Jamie and Bo, which is a, a monthly conversation between myself and Jamie Sammons. Uh, just kind of, it. I mean, Duncan, you know this better than anyone. You just basically drop a nickel in Jamie and let her roll. Oh, and, always, yeah. And 
magic happens. Um, so th- you can also find this uh, this year's show, Duncan and Bo Come Correct. We really appreciate the uh, the likes and the subscribes and the reviews um, and all of that stuff. Uh, also, if you're watching this live on the uh, the the YouTube, you can do a little thumbs up there, and that helps uh, a bunch with visibility. Um, and then uh, the very last thing that I do is pick six movies, which is myself and uh, my buddy Chad Cooper. Uh, this month, uh, or this season, the season 20 of that show, we are talking about uh, uh, big bombs, uh, including most recently John Carter, um, which is a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're talking about big box office bombs over there. And uh, yeah, you can find, uh, if, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Dark Parade Pod. Uh, and, uh, also on that, uh, legionpodcast.com forward slash the dash dark dash parade, uh, you can find links to the discord server. And if honestly, if you want to reach me, the discord server is the, what I pay attention to the most. Just saying, um, Duncan, I think that's going to do it for this episode. We have, uh, one left to do and between, uh, now and then, uh, everyone have yourselves, a wonderful couple of weeks and the only thing left uh to do is for me to say to my good friend duncan say good night duncan to say to my good friend duncan say good night duncan ah that's not right i got more words in that time yeah, it was a lot of words yeah yeah <laughs>